Welcome to What's Happening in 40K. Your daily dose of all things Warhammer 40,000. Each day, Monday through Friday, we explore the Warhammer 40,000 tournament scene. And bring you the latest news, updates, and opinions. So, whether you're a seasoned veteran or a newcomer to the hobby, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us as we delve into the world of 40K. Here's your host, Mufasa. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. And today we'll be experimenting with a different format to usual. And this is something we're going to be potentially doing regularly on Mondays. And that is a deep dive on the UKTC rankings, which are a little bit interesting at this point in time because we are in a situation where the rankings are about to be shaken up. And what I will do today is explain a little bit about where we are at the moment and why this big change is about to happen. So welcome to the show. I'll be doing the episode today by myself, but in the future we'll hope to have uh, some of the high-ranked players come on and discuss the rankings and their situation and position within them, and we will go from there. So without further ado, we start with our top three. At the moment, we have three players in our UKTC circuit for this year who have... uh, been regular names in the ranking circuits to date but perhaps haven't been in the top spots all too often and we have nicholas willingale first james marsden second and ben jones in third now ben has obviously been on the show before talking about his yanari and is a well-known face from the vanguard tactics enterprise james marsden famously went 500 and zero at the Nottingham Super Major earlier this year before dropping out in the finals and nicholas willingale is a hot up-and-comer and currently leading the circuit so we'll discuss his results to start with nicholas has been playing gsc for the majority of the season so far with only one necron appearance as part of his six event score now that's something we're going to be talking about more today is the fact that there are large numbers of players that have six events scored at the moment for their uktc rankings however some noticeable names have not and are still running five out of six scores which means that the top 10 is perhaps not as representative as it will be in two weeks after the london open when a large number of those top players will have their sixth score so let's go to number two James Marsden. James is obviously a well-known Necron player. I mentioned earlier that he went uh, 500 points in the first five rounds of the Nottingham Super Major earlier this year. And uh, James has a couple of tournament wins in his score this year. He's won the St. Albans Slam, both one and two, which is one of the local events to James. We've also had him win the seventh confrontation, which I believe is in Norfolk, Twisted Warp 2, which again is in the uh, sort of east of England, north of London, but south of the Midlands area. And of course, third place at Nottingham Super Major, which I mentioned earlier. He's got a couple of scores in there, but he has basically built his second place in the UKTC ranking score off a large number of first place wins at small events, along with a hefty 163 points from his third place at the Nottingham Super Major, which is his top score at the moment. And then going into third place, we obviously have Ben Jones. Ben is a regular on the scene, so pulling up his score, we have probably a large number of events because I believe he plays one pretty much every weekend, but he's got a Nottingham Super Major eighth place and then a one win at the Southampton Brawl. Fourth place at the ITT with Vanguard Tactics, 18th place at Coventry, 
37th place at the Manchester Super Major and 30th place at Southampton, along with 98th place at uh, Leicester. So his top six scores would obviously exclude that 98th place at Leicester, but very much case of you know doing reliably well, Form 1, 5-0 and at these Super Majors that we've been running, as long with his first place at Southampton. All of Ben's results are with Yanari and Vanguard Tactics. So well done, Ben, for being a faction specialist and still getting third place overall in the UK at the moment. Running through the 4th through to 10, we have a large number of players. Again, our regular names on the scene. We've got Paul Bridge in 4th, Michael Duff in 5th, Adam Lane in 6th, David Gaylard in 7th, Stephen Box in 8th, Tom Lohman in ninth, and Sam Nash in 10th. Now, all of those players have 6 out of 6 scores. And, of course, the one we will linger on is David Gaylard. David is the only, quote-unquote, top player to have 6 out of 6 scores currently in. A large number of his teammates, Brian Seep, Vic Vijay, along with other top players from last season, such as Mike Porter, they only have five out of six scores at the moment. And what's interesting is that these players not only have five out of six scores, but they are looking at a reasonably big margin to the top. So we will take uh, a player we didn't just mention, but who is currently ranked top out of players with five out of six scores, and that is Team England captain Josh Roberts. Josh is currently sitting at 13th, in the rankings with one event in hand. He has got a score of 741 at the moment, which is about 90, 98 points short of the top place. To get 98 points uh, at UKTC ranked event is typically, obviously, one of our super majors, 256 players. You'd have to finish round three and two. This is definitely a score that uh, Josh can do, and a high scoring three and two would put you about 100th out of the 256. And uh, that gives you around about the 100 UKTC ranking points. So we are expecting a lot of mixture in the top 10 because we have players like Josh that need to do a very achievable 3-2 and two score to make their way into the top 10. Looking at rank 15th and rank 16th, we have Mike Porter and Brian Seep. They are on 739 and 735 points, respectively. So if we, again, assume that they're going to get decent scores of around 100 to 140 in their next UKTC major, then these players are both going to go up to around the 880-ish points. So again, into the top 10, and most likely we will see a top three coming up of these sorts of players that currently have five out of six scores in the rankings and just need one more to get a full score. This is also true of some other players, such as Ed Watts, who came uh, third at the Southampton Super Major recently, but it's not true across the board. So, for example, we have other players who are currently ranked, say, um, 78th, uh, 38th, sorry, of uh, Comrade Bartokovici, and uh, he's got 600 points, but only five out of six events. So not all of these players that have five out of six events scored will immediately make it into the top 10. So what we're going to see soon is basically a bit of a shake-up where some of the players that we would typically expect to be at the top making their way into the top of those rankings and some players who you might expect to not be there still staying there because of they having a large number of reliably good scores. So for example, if you went 4-1 at six of our Super Majors, it's fairly guaranteed you would end up at uh, in the top 10 of the uh, of the events ranked and uh, for example we will take a look now at somebody whose score I expect to be very much within this 
realm, which is Tom Lohman. Now, Tom has uh, his own podcast. I believe he's part of the 6 Plus Plus crew and uh, went undefeated at one of our events last year, making his way into the Unconquerable uh, Invitational. And Tom has been playing GSC for majority of this season with uh, looking at the scores. You've got a 19th place at Leicester. That looks like a Form 1 score. 48th at uh, Nottingham, probably a Form 1 score as well. Uh, Beachhead, Manchester, but all, all looking like Form 1 scores. So Tom has got a very good score at the moment. He's in the top 10 and uh, has yet to win one of his uh, one of his events that make up his score. So very much a case of like people able to perform very highly in the overall rankings if they have a consistently strong performance. Now, we're going to take a little second now to not look at the individual rankings, but to take a look at the team and faction rankings. So if we go to those we'll be able to see probably some of our expected players and expected teams in the top. So we'll start off with teams. Um, perhaps four out of these five teams you would expect to be in this in this rankings, uh, maybe not in the order that they are, but we have Vanguard Tactics in first, Glasshammer in second, The Warmasters in third, Try Hard Wargaming in fourth, and Dice Down in fifth. All of these teams have 10 out of 10 scores which is to be expected because most of their players will be will have five or six scores what's also interesting is that dice down are fifth not in their typical first or second place and uh try hard wargaming have made their way into the top 10 now try hard wargaming are a collection of players that you'll see at pretty much all our events they're always hanging around always doing their best and always trying hard as you would expect and uh, it's great to see them in in contention so uh we have uh peter dunlay chris patterson ian wilson joe's cartwright pierre and then we start duplicating some of their scores so chris patterson comes in there again along with uh thomas brown sam nash and james mcglock so uh well done you guys hope to see you staying in the top five and uh continuing the strong performance some other noticeable uh, absences here would be uh, Ignite. Ignite is the new spin-off of Dice Down containing uh, David Gaylord, Vic Vijay, Brian Seep, and uh, Joe Kuhl from Team Iceland. So uh, they're not currently in the top 10, but a relatively new team, and we expect to see them moving up the rankings relatively soon. Next up, we're going to do a quick run-through of some of the factions without uh, dwelling too long on them, just to, to note any interesting exceptions. So, for example, Adeptus Sororatus, or Sisters of Balor, as they're currently known. Uh, Peter Dunway is winning that. He's currently ranked first, and he has just three of his four events scored. So in second and third place, we have four out of four events scored. So we expect Peter to run away with that, so long as he continues sticking with his chosen faction. Next up, Adeptus Astartes. Again, a similar story. They've been very strong, particularly Iron Hands, and this player has been doing very well with them. And that's Brian Seep, of course, um, coming uh, fourth at um, Manchester recently. And, uh, and then some other players in there as well, but with four out of four scores. So Brian, again, on three out of four. And assuming Iron Hands stay, stay strong for the foreseeable future, we expect that top three there to become very hotly contested as people continue to stick with Iron Hands. Moving on down, we have a few other players who have been doing pretty well. Let's stick on Astro Militarum. These have been sort of the uh, the unranked bogeyman of the uh, season so far, where everyone's known they've been very strong. 
and yet they have not been consistently performing as well as most people expected. And currently ranked first with a de- with Astromilitarum is Martin Cooper. Martin has four out of four events, hence is leading that uh, top three for Astromilitarum, and he's leading by a big margin with a score of over 500, whereas in second place we have a score of 350. Now, this is because the top players who have moved to Astromilitarum obviously haven't been there for long enough to generate four scores yet, so something we do expect to see change. With uh, Asuriani, we have Comrade leading Mark Vickery and then Stephen Box. Stephen looks like he will take that lead once he gets his fourth event scored. Moving on further down, another hot up-and-comer is Chaos Demons, and uh, what we see here is Julio Sinibaldi, who's been playing Chaos Demons for a long time, maintaining his position at the top of that rankings. But there are a number of players who have moved to Chaos Demons relatively recently that we do expect to see generate four out four scores and take that top spot into contention. Maybe it's a surprise to no one, but in Dark Angels, we have Manny Chima. Manny has obviously been scoring very well throughout the season and uh, has a number of tournament wins under his belt with Dark Angels. Now, if we take a look back at Manny's score, it'll be interesting to see why he is not further up the rankings, and that is because in this UKTC season, he only has four events scored. So he's got Manchester first place, Southampton second, Beachhead first, and ITT first. So that will be an interesting exception to that top 10 discussion we had earlier. Manny has four out of six events ranked, so it will take him a little bit while to break into that top 10. Moving on down through the factions, we have uh, perhaps a surprise to no one, Julio Cesar Germandi with his Ducari at the top of those rankings. Eldar Corsair's no one ranked. Forces of the Hive Mind, just one player ranked. So well done to Histro Nikolov with uh, three out of four events ranked for Forces of the Hive Mind. Not the same with GSC, of course, because GSC are a very strong and competitive faction at the moment. We spoke earlier about both of these players, so well done to Nicholas Willingale, currently leading Tom Lohman of GSC, with Andy Mollison taking up third place. Harlequins, a game a similar story to we uh, heard earlier. This obviously takes a couple of events from before Arcs of Omens, where we have Mike Porter leading Harlequins. Imperial agents have a single person who is listed as T.O. slash by. So uh, well done to whoever was running that event and uh, submitted a score that is obviously completely useless. All right. And uh, rounding out some of the more interesting points here, we have one person competing with Nurgle as their faction. He's got two events out of four. So well done, John Loach. Orcs, we have Joshua Kaolad leading against uh, Jonathan Aylett and Aaron Jandul. Apologies for anyone whose name I'm mispronouncing. Obviously, there's a few here that I uh, am stumbling over. Space Wolves is another faction that has been doing very well recently, and this player has been doing very well with them throughout the season. So, well done, Chris Radford. Keep it up. Tau, we have Kyle Grundy in second place behind Felix. Felix, obviously, uh, back on the scene after a couple of additions off. We expect Felix to be a regular person competing for the top positions at our events going forwards, particularly as Tau seem to be doing okay, even though their perhaps power level has dropped off a little bit. So, well done to all those people. We'll be doing this ranking show fairly frequently going forwards, particularly when there are major changes in the top 10 uh, or changes in the meta. Obviously, the UKTC season does span additions. GW have already announced that 10th edition will be coming up this summer and the UKTC season finishes at the LGT which is obviously the beginning of autumn so 
there will be a lot of flux. I expect a lot of players will be excited and be getting back into the mix as 10th edition drops. So we're excited, we're excited to see how that will affect the rankings overall and particularly over the next couple of weeks as those top players get in their 6th and 4th and 5th and 6th games in order to complete their score. So really it's the second half of the season where we start to see who the true leaders are going to be. And uh, we're excited to see that now as we move into the second half of the season. Now, speaking of the second half of the season, it's obviously a large number of those scores will be made up by our Super Majors, and we have a few coming up. So if you do want to get another event onto your score, the London Open still has tickets. It's slightly over 100 at the moment, and we expect a late rush on those tickets, probably finishing up around a sort of 120, 150-ish, and that is in two weeks, on the 15th and 16th of uh, this month. We also have the Bristol Super Major, which is one of our big ones, and the Leeds Super Major, which is potentially going to be our second biggest event after the LGT, with space for up to 540k players, and they are coming up in June and August, respectively. Tickets available to both of those right now on warhammertournaments.com. And of course, you heard me mention it earlier, the LGT is the finale of the season, and we have over 500 tickets of that already gone, less than 500 remaining. We hope to hit 1,000 players, and that's what we're budgeting for in terms of terrain this year. So please come along. If you haven't got your tickets yet, you can get those from lgtpresents.co.uk. We hope to see you there, and we hope to see you at the podcast again sometime soon. Thank you for tuning in to What's Happening in 40K. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We'd also really appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform and recommending us to all your gaming buddies. And, of course... Don't forget to subscribe for more great content from What's Happening in 40K. We'll be back next time with even more news, updates, and opinions from the world of Warhammer 40,000. Until next time, thanks for listening.